I want to start by saying uh, in the plumb line, uh, this is a, a part of that message. It says, then God answers, behold, I set a plumb line in the midst of my people, in the midst of my people. That is, I have made this to be the last rule or the final measure. And so what God has done, he has set the plumb line in the midst of us. So each of us uh, has a, a, the plumb line of, of the cross, Christ and his cross. The Word, the Holy Spirit are all there. The Christ and His cross, that's the plumb line. Christ and His cross saying that uh, you have to give it all, not just a particular measure. But the plumb line itself is the measure. And as I've said to you, it's the cross of Christ. That's the measure. I want it all. God wants it all. And that's where you and I must be if we're going to deal with the craziness of the world and the world system. We are not going to sanctify the world system. It's utterly corrupt. It's fading away, passing away. We can't save it. But we can be plumb everywhere we go. So when, when I am now working plumb, so then the cross of Christ comes in the midst of every situation where I am. It, com it comes, it judges, it measures. I want you to get it. And I don't want you to be tired of hearing it. Okay? The plumb line is exacting, exacting. That means uh, it is severe in its demands. That means it's rigid. It will not move because you, you're cute. It, it will not move because you have a great sense of humor. The plumb line remains the same. And so God expects you and I to be the same, as it were, as Jesus was to his cross. Jesus was nailed to his cross, nailed to it. And you and I have to be the same. So this is what God is saying. The, the plumb line is exacting. It hangs true. It favors no man nor sides. But it speaks justice and righteousness. It speaks God's justice and God's righteousness. It represents God and his character. And just as you and I are, God cannot be separated from his character. So we have to grasp and walk it out. In Amos 7, uh, 9, uh, it says, Having failed the test of the plumb line, the nation's chief structures, both religious and political, would be demolished because they were worshiping idols. And this is what I believe the Holy Spirit is moving me to say, is that as a nation, we have failed the test of the plumb line. The whole world is failing, but I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about us. When uh, my, my father and mom, but my dad would, would say, I'm not talking about other people. I'm talking about us. When he would deliver to us the edict, we're going to live like we are holy. <laughs> you know, we, we may have some, something going on wrong, but he says, no, you're going to live like it anyway till you leave this house. And this is what God uh, is showing us is that in the book of Amos, he talks about the failed test of the plumb line. We have failed as a, as a nation, that is America, but we have not failed as the people of God. But, but we, we have failed in the church structure because there are many in the church who are not really of the church. They are not of God. And you're seeing that God, the plumb line says, whose side are you on? You know, are you on the Lord's side or are you on the other side? 
If you're not on the Lord's side, you're leaning, and you must be torn down. So what happened here, uh, God says, we're going to destroy your, these structures, both religious and political. And this is what you find is happening in the whole world. You cannot be aware of yourself and not be aware that something is going on in the world. And we'll talk about that at another juncture in, in a greater depth. So uh, all of the high places, those of Isaac, he says, would be destroyed. And, and so they were worshiping idols on all these hills. You can still go into some nations around the world and see on these hills where they, are, they still, as it were, have the, the relics of the old shrines there. It, it's amazing how, how that was. And so he says the, the uh, numerous high places of Isaac, which is speaking of Israel, uh, would be destroyed, um, and, and that was the northern kingdom. That was the, uh, where Israel was because they divided. Israel was the northern kingdom. Judah was the southern kingdom. So, uh, and then he, he, he talked about uh, the political house of, of Jeroboam was going to be destroyed too because it was going to crumble under the, under the uh, stroke of God's sword. God's sword was going to come into, that, into his kingdom and totally destroy it. And we're seeing that people that we thought were friends of, of the nation, as it were, we think we now, they are enemies. And, and I remember watching an old cowboy movie where I used to watch him all the time. He says, brother, he got me. Don't let him get you. Don't let him get you. Don't let the lies get you. The plumb line is a real plumb line. And there will be many of us that we thought were, uh, were of us, but they're not. Dr. Dr. Doug Jackson, as I told you before, uh, preached a very powerful message titled, When Did Truth-Telling Become Troublemaking? I don't want us to just hear that and go on about our business, but when did truth-telling become troublemaking? Uh, it was in the days of, of Elijah and Ahab, a wicked king, one who did not worship God but used God to get him out of trouble here and there. It, it, when did truth come? And so when he saw um, uh, Elijah, he says, let me read it. He said, uh, then Elijah said, as the Lord lives, Lord of hosts, Lord of armies live before whom I stand. Listen to what he says. Elijah says, before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. So Obadiah, Obadiah has been told to go get Elijah. And I, Obadiah said, I don't want to do that. You know how you are. You know, I, I tell the king that you're going to be somewhere and you're gone. The Spirit of God has taken you. That's what he was saying. So the Spirit of God was working with Elijah. And I want to offer to you the Spirit of God is working with people in the church now. But sometimes we're so uh, blind we don't see that. We don't see that because our minds are on other things. Our minds are on ourselves. Our minds are, are on things that are happening rather, rather than finding out from God what's going on. So in verse 16 of 1 Kings 18, uh, 15 through 18. He says, so Obadiah, verse 16, so, so Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, is that you, O troubler of Israel? So then this is a system where the system, world system, is looking at those who are really walking out their faith as the troublemakers. And the ones who are not walking out their faith are not the troublemakers. Why does the world not see them as troublemakers? Because they're on the world side. The plumb line is exposing it. And there are some people, don't be mad at the plumb line. 
Don't be, no, no, agree with the plumb line. And if you were to be angry, be angry with yourself for deviating from what God speaks and says of you, okay? Uh, then it happened, um, he says, and, and he answered, I'm sorry, I have not troubled Israel. This is the man of God says, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have. Wow. God, send us more men of God like that. In that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the bales or the bowels. So we must throw off our shackles, stand fast in the liberty for which Christ has made us free and, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage, bondage to the world system. So the high priest then, uh, I won't read that one. Let me move on. Let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, Amaziah's arrogance. And I can the praise team. Yes, you may come back, please. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent to Jeroboam. Um, this is um, Amos 7, verse 10. Uh, he sent to Jeroboam, king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. So he says this in public. And what I want to just offer you and say to you, uh, I don't want to make you, you know, we've been really, quote, unquote, high in the spirit, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit has done some wonderful things here this morning. I don't want to bring you down, but I do want to be sober and tell us the truth because we're not going to get better without the truth, right? We're not going to get better without the truth. Uh, it, the truth is our medicine. Come on, everybody. You know, I don't want to, you know, the, the, there's an old song that used to say, the reason I'm living this life, I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be lost when Jesus comes. So I don't want you to, you know, come and be a part of these services and you help us support missions around the world. And then I don't tell you the truth. And, and you say, God, he never told me. So, so I'm, I'm the watchman on the wall. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask for that assignment. I'm like Amos. I didn't ask. I grew up in a Christian home. I'm like Amos, you know, as he's going to say. But I, I didn't ask for the assignment. I didn't want this assignment. I didn't want that. I wanted to do something for God, but I didn't want this assignment. To be on a wall, I got to watch when the enemy comes. And if I don't blow my, my horn, my trumpet, then the, 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 everybody in the city's blood's on my head. I didn't want that assignment. But I got that assignment. Let me read it for you. So it says... So Amaziah is more concerned about the things that are not of God. Many, I've heard many pastors lately in the last few years, many spokesmen for God, quote, unquote, are in the same place. So the plumb line didn't just come at the symposium. The plumb line has always been in the midst, and I want you to be aware of it. The land is not able to bear all his words. Now, they're saying the land is not able to bear the word of God. And that's what they're saying. They're using euphemisms to describe the realities. By euphemism, I'm saying these are less harsh words to describe a particular reality. So then you and I must know the severity of the plumb line. We must know the severity of the plumb line. It's real and actual. He says, the land is not able to bear all his words. For thus Amos has said, Jeroboam shall surely die by the sword. Amos told the truth. But Amaziah, this quote-unquote priest, wants him to stop. And Israel shall, be, shall surely be led away captive from their own land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, go, you seer, flee to the land of Judah. There eat bread and there prophesy. He, was, he knew he was not telling the truth. He was lying on on uh, Amos, and he's saying, like, you're for hire. Here's supposedly the priest here, 
is now saying to Amaziah, I mean, Amaziah the priest is saying to uh, Amos, you go, you're for hire. And so we find here that Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen that even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And so also those who work for Satan do the same. We have to be aware of that. And he says to, uh, the fifth thing uh, Amaziah says to Amos, he says in verse 13, he says, never again prophesied Bethel. Wow. For it is the king's sanctuary and it is his royal residence. Don't come back here. Wow. This is where we are, everybody. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, nor was I a son of a prophet, but I was a sheep breeder and a tender of sycamore tree. Uh, I'm sorry, of sycamore fruit. Then the Lord took me as I followed the flock, and, and the Lord said to me, go, prophesy to my people Israel. And so what Amos is saying is, I didn't ask for this. I, I, I was not the son of a prophet. I was a sheep breeder. I was also a tender of sycamore fruit. I didn't ask for this assignment. I was, I was it's like saying, I was making a good living. I was, I was doing something else. So, so he was saying is, man, I'm credible. I'm not like, I wasn't doing this because my daddy was, my granddaddy was. Amos, Amos says, so verse 15 says, then the Lord took me as I followed the flock and the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. Uh, so uh, in verse 16, I'm going to skip my commentary. He says, now therefore hear the word of the Lord. You say, do not prophesy against Israel and do not spout against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, listen to what he says, your wife shall be a harlot in the city. Your sons and daughters shall fall by the sword. Your land shall be divided by survey line. You shall die in a defiled land and Israel shall surely be led away captive from his own land. What is he saying? Saying judgment is coming. The plumb line is about judgment and righteousness. The plumb line is not about us. You know, woohoo! <laughs> What's that good? Woo! Thank you. You know, no. The plumb line is get it right. And so I just wanted to bring that little uh, sobriety to us this morning. And I trust you, you don't think it's too early to say that. Because this is what God, God is at, is requiring something of us that we must give him. And I just want you to give it to him. And I, I want to give it to him. And uh, I have... I have not, in my short years on the earth, lived this, in this place where I'm living. And I don't, I'm not going into details. I do to my, my, my staff and, and, the, and the elders, those who I'm talking with. But I don't want to do it so much here unless you ask for it. And I, I'll give you those particulars. I'll give you those particulars even at a congregational meeting or something. But this is what I want to say. The hand of God is being seen right now, and you and I are watching it. We've got a front row seat. We see the things that are going on in the world. And it, you say, well, things have always gone on in the world. Yes, but not with this intensity and not with, with all these nuclear weapons everywhere. And not with this madman. He's not the only madman. Putin is not the only madman. I'm not afraid to say his name. But he's not the only madman. There, there, there are many, many more madmen ready to take his place, hundreds of thousands ready to take the place. I'm just saying to you and me, let's don't follow them. Let's follow the Lord. 
That's, that has been my message for a great number of years. He said, well, when are you going to stop preaching it? When you start doing it, obviously. So, so don't do it. And not just you in this house, but online as well. So let's do that, okay? Let's walk with Jesus. We love you so much. We'll be back.